0: Hey, hey friend, how is your day going? I hope it's going well. Here we are though in April and I'm wondering when is your final day of the homeschool year? And even if you practice like a more year round, there still is a day because we still have to report our years to the uh, school district for a lot of states. Some of y'all, you live in states that mm, I wish I would live there, <laughs> but either way I've managed in a couple of different states that are quite strict But that's a conversation for another day. Today, let's talk about the fact that there are so many homeschool programs, curriculums, websites that have a lot of plans for your homeschool. Now, I'm not saying that those are bad at all, but there are so many. There's probably too many that are vying for your attention. But what if real learning, that kind of learning that solidifies the book knowledge or the conversations you've had and the resources that you've used, or the kind of learning that allows your child's curiosity about the world to steer the type of learning and the education they receive. What if it was way simpler than you even ever thought? Now, and if you hear in the background, um, I'm actually recording this podcast from my church. I spend some time here uh, once, maybe twice a week in the evening. As my kiddo volunteers or goes to youth group and I bring my myself with me and I try to find a quiet room somewhere sometimes and record a podcast episode. But there is like a torrential downpour coming right now. So I mean, it's probably happening at my house too. But just to kind of give you a picture that you know, this podcast, it's like, it goes on the road with me here. <laughs> it's just the life of a homeschool mom, right? And where there is a will, there is a way. But today, let's talk about where this real learning can happen. Are you ready for it? I am. Let's do it now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally homeschool, Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Now, I'm going to take a wild swing here in the dark, and I'm going to assume that you did not study child development at any point in your educational career. And even outside of maybe formal education, you didn't spend tons of time studying child development, knowing the minute details and every single little step and what comes after the next. But you have received a crash course as a mom, and you feel like That's enough. What if it was enough? What if it is enough? Even though a lot of, we'll say, well-intentioned and sometimes, to be honest, not well-intentioned people are telling you that that is not enough. You don't have a degree and therefore you are not qualified enough. And I know exactly how you feel. Most of my friends that I went to school through it with, um, for college, all majored in education and knew so much about child development. Wonderful women, and I'm not quite sure if they're still in the educational field or not, but this is nothing against them. It's nothing against anybody that goes into that, but our emotions can very easily be manipulated, especially if you are just starting off and you're in your younger years of motherhood and homeschooling. You can easily become swayed or to be feel t- that you're inferior and I felt exactly like that but as I look back now I'm like wow I'm really glad that I t- like trusted my intuition and I want to encourage you in this episode here to trust your intuition to trust your gut I've got two main points this isn't going to be a long episode because I just really want to give you these points and then I want you just to take it and run with it okay Because I have seen the fruit in these two practices of where I see my kids now as teens and young adults. I'm like, wow, by allowing this in our homeschool, that is where the real learning, that is where they are actually using those things. They are yeah, using it out in the world (laughs) because two of them are out in the world right now. And I have my teen and I'm seeing it. Just, I'm still practicing these two things with him even. So this isn't something that is just for when your kids are younger. I want you to start now when they're younger and it's going to be something that's going to become very natural. And as they enter the tween years and the teen years and, you know, later teen years in high school, continue to practice these two things. And I promise you that you will see the fruit and you will have no regrets about it. Forget all those naysayers, the people who well-intentioned, not well-intentioned, and if they're a stranger to you, absolutely, you do not need to regard what they're saying. Maybe take it with a grain of salt, maybe tuck in the back of your mind if you feel like the Holy Spirit kind of, you know, pricking you on something that somebody said and then going with that. But let's dive into right now the two points I want to impress upon you for where the real learning happens when it comes to homeschooling. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, the real learning happens in homeschooling when you go off the plan. And right about now, you might be like, ooh, you're like, your anxiety is starting to go up and you're like, wait a minute, but I have to have a plan. I have to have these checklists and we have to check everything off of that that to-do list, that checklist, or they're not getting educated I have to keep up with the books of what my child, what your child needs to know in third grade and what their child needs to go in fourth grade. If you have those books, I'm sorry. I love your friend, but go burn them, okay? <laughs> I don't suggest burning a lot of things, but and I'm not saying that those that wrote that uh had, you know, like a sinister <laughs> sinister plans or anything. I'm sure that they are well-intentioned and well-meaning, but those books cause stress and anxiety, and they cause us to question ourselves and to question our children. So one of the ways that we can make some real learning happening in our homeschool is when we go off plan. So what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, a plan is good. Why? Because it helps us to set up a routine. So you have a routine to your day and then it also helps to keep us grounded in what we're doing so that we aren't all over the place. It also helps to keep us intentional. And this right here, when you are struggling with the setting up a routine and staying grounded and staying consistent and being intentional. These are the, some of the main areas that I target with you in Clarify Your Homeschool for exactly the same reason. It is so good to have a plan because if we don't have a plan, oftentimes you're just willy nilly, just all over the place and just throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying this and trying that. And some of our children really thrive off of routine and those that don't thrive off of it it's good for them to learn routine it's good for them to learn self discipline through the routine and in clarify your homeschool we will set up a plan we will come up with a routine however it is grounded and based in a couple of major areas such as your vision and your goals and we're going to talk specifically about your family as a whole Each individual child, each individual child every single year. And what does this homeschool year look like? Because right about now, I know you're starting to think we're getting the itch to, for new stuff and for a new year. And you're thinking, Ooh, next year, I'm excited. Like we can move on and do this. What's right now. I know it's exciting. Let's focus on finishing up this year. Let's carry through with the plan that you have come up with. And if you have no plan, you don't have a routine. You're not being intentional. I definitely want to see you over and clarify your homeschool because I know that your homeschool, your entire homeschool lifestyle can be so much better than it is so much more. No more asking yourself, am I doing enough? Am I doing too little? Am I doing the right thing? Let's answer those questions together. So you can go over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. But what I'm saying here is a plan is it's actually a good thing and it helps to keep us grounded. But when we go off of that plan and we can talk, we'll talk about this too and clarify your homeschool and give you ideas on going off the plan and how to get back onto the plan and all kinds of ideas, but it's okay. So what does that look like with going off the the plan? Maybe it looks like in a couple episodes back when I talked about, you know, Wes getting spring fever and going off plan or taking the plan outside and adjusting it. That's that's going off plan is when we say we get up that morning and it is the maybe first beautiful, warm, sunny spring day. And we say, you know what? Forget it. We're going to go play outside or we're going to go get together with our homeschool friends at a playground or we're going to go on a nature hike or we're just going to chill out. We're not going to do anything. We're going to enjoy the sun. We're going to maybe get some cleaning done. I know maybe that doesn't excite your kids. It might excite you (laughs) to get some spring cleaning done, but going off plan could look just like that. Just one day, maybe a full day, or it could just look like the opposite. You're having a really hard, tough day. You didn't get much sleep. Kids were up at night. Um, Some things are off and you know exactly what I'm talking about. The day does not start off well. You are trying to get in your math lessons. And get them to do some reading. And you know what? You say, you know what? We're going to go off plan here. We are just going to go ahead and ditch that. And maybe that looks like watching some type of science or history documentary. And the, trust me, the documentaries out right now are way better than they were when we were kids, right? <laughs> My kids were so engaged. They love to watch science documentaries. And I was like, I mean, I loved watching it as an adult. I wouldn't want to go back and watch what they showed me back in the 80s. (laughs) Those were not as good. But it could look as simple as that. Just saying, you know what? Let's ditch the lessons. Let's go ahead and do and watch a nature documentary. Maybe it's taking a walk outside. Maybe it's a last minute call from somebody saying, hey, do you want to go to the zoo today? And you saying, yeah, let's go do it. So some real learning comes when we go off plan, when we as a homeschool mom are willing to say, you know what, my plans are good. And overall, my goal and my vision and my plans are really good, but it's okay to put those aside and replace it with maybe something fun, maybe something that is more interesting. Maybe the real learning happens is you have purchased a science curriculum and it is boring everybody to tears and you say, I'm like maybe literal tears and you're like, I'm done with this. I'm going to go off plan and we are going to maybe do uh, some experiments or maybe a bunch of your curriculum is just not so great. And you go and find online, you find a couple of unit studies and you say, you know what? We're just going to do this instead. That is going off plan. And oftentimes I remember going off plan was usually pretty spontaneous. Something would come up and I'd say, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go and do that. We would have the best day, whether it was just with uh, it was just us or it was with uh, another family, other homeschoolers. We would create memories. We would grow in our relationships with one another. And my kids will tell you right now, <laughs> some of the stories that they tell about their homeschool time I was like, yeah, that wasn't planned at all. That was just kind of a little spontaneous. Did not have intentions of doing that at the beginning of the homeschool year, even beginning of a week or even beginning of that day, but that's what we did. And that's what they remember. So some of the real learning can happen with homeschool is when you go off plan. So don't be afraid to go off plan. And when you are trying to even come up with that plan, or you are in need of help of even tweaking that plan that you have, go head over to clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Okay. So the second thing here, second place that you are going to find some real learning, and you're going to just be amazed by it. It's very simple. Are you ready for it? (laughs) It happens in free play time. I know. So simple. And you're like, my kids, they play all the time. Yeah, they do. Playing is learning. Playing is pushing their limits, Uh, whether it is in their mind as they are pushing matchbox cars around, or they've got a couple of dolls, or they or just you have a daughter who's just in the phase of just loving being a little mommy and she's got her little baby doll. Uh, or it's something they're testing their physical limits and they're outside riding their bike and they're running around and they're climbing trees. Don't discount the free playtime. The funny thing is in my family, when I look back at how my kids would choose to spend their free playtime, yeah, there would be interest that would come and go. But there are a couple interests that each one of them had, which were very different from each other. That would last for a while, and I can see now that they still have those interests. So one of my kiddos, he was so into cars, like so into cars. I have been to more car shows than I would like to admit to, (laughs) and but he loved it so much. So I was like really into, like okay, let's you know, let's look at the calendar and see what's coming up, and let's get the tickets and let's go and. It was just so funny to watch this maybe 10-year-old, 12-year-old walk up to people with cars and talk to them. And, you know, some an adult sees them walk up like, okay, here comes a kid who's like, I like your pretty blue car. You no, know, he would go up and he would start talking about the engine side. Like, I, I literally, I don't even know. And I would be right there. And the words he was using were not inappropriate words. So I was like, okay, I guess it's okay. And the adult car owner would be like, oh, yeah. And they would actually have a conversation. And it's just really fun now because you can just ask this kiddo anything about any type of car and he most likely will know it, especially if those cars are cars that are way out of the budget for most people. (laughs) But anyway, he still has this major interest that started literally when he was probably like two years old and things came and went, but this kind of stuck with it and the amount of years... That we had so many car magazine subscriptions coming to the house. However, I will add this little thing right here. If you have a kiddo that enjoys cars and wants to get some maybe subscriptions to magazines or you're at the grocery store and wants to check out the magazine aisle and bring a couple home, we had one rule. Well, I had a couple of rules. I had lots of rules, <laughs> lots of rules in my house. But the rule when it came to that was that before he could look through it, he had to give it to me. And then I would look through it first, kind of skim through things. There were sometimes articles I would rip out, but I would definitely in the back, there were advertisements for things that were not appropriate for a child, probably not appropriate for an adult either. However, I would rip those out and just take a look through it. And so that was the rule. And that was fine. The funny thing is I would, you know, the magazine would come in the mail and it'd be sitting at my seat at my table. And sometimes it would take me a day or so. And I would find it like, you know, pushed a little bit closer to my seat and, you know, some obvious ways of like, hey, I really want to look through this, but that was our deal. And he respected and honored that. So that's just a little extra aside there. If you have a kiddo who's getting into cars and wants magazines and stuff. Mama, take a look at through it first, especially in the back and the advertisements. Okay, let's, um, let's get back to the focus here. So we're talking about free play time and the fact that they can learn so much and sometimes their interests and the things that they spend their time in, in their free play time, you will get to see the fruit of that when they get older and it's so fun. Now, we don't need, you mama, you don't need to entertain your child All day long. Yes, there's some times where, especially when they're younger, we need to kind of corral them and give them ideas and steer them in certain directions. But as they get older, we have to teach them that we're not here. We're not an entertainer. I am not a circus performer. (laughs) You can say to them, they won't understand that. But you know, you're you're not there necessarily to have to entertain them. They need to learn to be able to play on their own. If they do not learn how to do this, they're going to rely upon you for some type of stimulation, it's the same as if they have access to too much time on screens, they will become dependent upon that as stimulation. If you are constantly having to entertain them, they will rely upon you to entertain them and you to stimulate their mind and to give them directions. In my house, you are not allowed to say that you are bored, because if you said you were bored, guess what? I gave you a chore to do. My kids never said they were bored. And do you know what? Now, as teens and young adults, I mean, always, they have never been bored. It's not that they've even been like, oh, I can't say that to mom. It's genuinely been that they are not bored because they learned how to play freely on their own in a safe environment with um, toys that were appropriate with, you know, different supplies and things that were appropriate to their age and safety wise. And here we go most of the day, guess what? Most of their day should be free time. I am so over seeing things like online, uh, social media, mostly like, how can you do homeschool your kid in just a couple hours a day? They need to be in school. That's crazy. My, my kids would probably shrivel up and die. I would tell you right now, maybe not. They would, they would do what they have to, but if I was to drop them off at school, the high school starts at like seven 30 in the morning and goes till maybe two 30, they would. Yeah. I mean, their mindset, I think their souls and their hearts would maybe shrivel up and die because they wouldn't have all of that free play time. So with the free play time when they were younger, it continues, continues as they get older. The playing is different. I will see the playing, you know, of building remote control trucks and flying our drones and stuff. That's still playing and still learning. And the amazing things that kids come up with when they are just provided with some time, Is really, really super cool. Okay, so let's wrap this up here, Mama. The two places that you can see and you will watch how much more they can grow in their education and where some real learning can happen in your homeschool is it happens when you go off plan and then when you give them free playtime. And I am excited to hear about how you start to incorporate these things or if you are incorporating them, hopefully this is some encouragement to keep at it. I am excited to work with you, mamas, that are hopping over to Clarify Your Homeschool. And let's just give you that plan. And then I'm going to give you full permission to go off the plan, and then you'll know how to get back onto the plan. <laughs> All right, so that's at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. And if you are enjoying the podcast and you are enjoying just content from me and want to hear a little bit more, did you know that I send out a weekly newsletter? Yep. Straight to your email inbox. You can go ahead and check out the link in the show notes to get onto that email list and get a little behind the scenes and a little bit more in depth and just a little bit more from me. I would love to be able to send that straight to your email inbox. All right. This has been a fun one friend. Now go let your kids go have some free play time. And I want to encourage you too to take a little bit of that time. Maybe you sit down in the sunshine. If it's a warm, sunny day now, Uh, And just with a with a book, maybe, or just to sit there and to just be, or maybe you get out and you go do some playing too. All right, we'll see you next time. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you, so if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at littlebylittlehomeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, mama.